So particularly today, I will be talking about self-care tips as a Christian. As a child of God, we are to practice self-care too, but not in the same way that the world does. Okay, not with manicure and pedicures. No, it's a different kind. We know that we are spiritual beings. We've been recreated and made new in Christ. And so we practice this self-care as the new beings that we are. So when we think of self-care, we might think, okay, I mean, isn't it selfish or self-centered? But what we should know that it is necessary to take care of you. Jesus lives in you. Taking care of you is taking care of Jesus too that lives inside you. And you can't feel, you can't give anything from an empty cup. There has to be something in a cup for you to turn it out, isn't it? So you might also ask, is it really Christian to focus on ourselves? Well, as it turns out, there's really a good biblical basis for practicing self-care. Christian self-care isn't the same as you find in the rest of the world, as I said earlier. It's so care. A very important aspect of self-care is rest. John 15 points it out in the Bible. In John 15, Jesus describes himself as divine as, and us as the branches. And he said, abide in me as I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. We can take from this passage a few different things. First, we cannot bear fruit if we are cut off from Jesus. He is the source of life. And second, note the word abide. To abide is to rest. We need to rest in Jesus. This is almost counterintuitive in our culture today. We value being busy and accomplishment. So we are constantly doing round the clock. In fact, we often find ourselves worth in the things that we do, in the things that we write, in the things we accomplish, the children we raise, the awards we get, in the places that we volunteer or the good things we do. And we, we can ask ourselves, if we are not doing something, then who are we even? So the answer to that question is, if you are not doing anything, you are a beloved child of God, regardless of what you achieve. And we need rest amidst all this doing. John 15 uses the images of the vine. In nature, there are natural periods of fruitfulness and and rest the grapevine that you hear about it doesn't produce fruit endlessly no at the time of Jesus's incarnation a vine will be cultivated planted and left to grow for three years before allowed to bear fruit you see the process they will cultivate it keep it in the nursery and then when it has grown left when it's in the nursery it's not um, it's not very exposed to wheat. It's growing in a confined area in a box or in a bottle. And then it's now planted when it has stood on itself in, in the ground. And then it's left to grow for three years before it's allowed to bear fruit. Think about that. Did you catch that? Three years. Every time it tries to bring forth um, a bunch of grapes, it will be cut back. After the third year, the grapes will be allowed to grow on their own. By then, the branches will be strong enough to support the weight of the grapes without breaking. After the harvest, the branches were pruned for a time of nourishment and rest before the fruit growing season began again. This is the image that will immediately come to mind to Jesus' audience then. But right now, when we hear about that, is that the image that comes to our mind? Because that is the image that should be in our minds. Like the grapevine, if you want to be fruitful, you need to rest. And you need to rest for more than just five minutes. 
it may take time to learn how to rest without feeling guilty but you can be confident that as you are learning to rest god is working in you to make you more productive and more fruitful and even in time more joyful okay secondly it's okay to fail so this is another principle that we can learn from john 15 and it's it's trying it's saying that we should be kind to ourselves the way we are kind to other people are you that kind to yourself ask yourself over and over again are you we have to learn to be okay with failure john 15 verse 1 to 2 says i am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more there will be times in your life when you will be pruned branches that are not producing fruit will be cut off this might be scary and even painful might feel like failure it might feel like loss but it is actually part of god's plan to make you more beautiful and more fruitful pruning helps shape us into the people that we are meant to be another lesson from the grapevine remember the first century grape growers they will prune the grapevine for the first three years every time the vine tried to produce fruit its fruit its fruit will be cut off how many times in our lives do we face apparent defeat and failure? How many times do we cry out, oh, that we failed? We expected things to go a certain way and they didn't. We thought we were going to get that job. We thought we would succeed with that relationship. And then only for it to fail, only for it to turn out in the opposite direction. Imagine we were, we were grapevines in their pruning season. Every single time we try to do this one, it's cut off. Every single time for three years. Can't I just get one thing right? That's what the grapevine would have thought. <laughs> but the why, the question that we are asking is for greater fruitfulness to make the branches strong in the long term. If the grapes were allowed to grow on their own without pruning, the branches will break. Imagine, because they couldn't bear the load. So in times of when God is pruning us, we should know that we are being strengthened for greater fruitfulness down the road. It calls to mind a similar experience where I had an, exper- um, um, an experience, I thought something would work out and it didn't. And I asked God, God why? And then he told me something. He told me I'm building you up to be able to face and withstand rejection, to not be cut off by rejection. And then Joshua chapter 8 came to mind where God said, I command you be strong and courageous because I am always with you wherever you go. I mean, he will not give that commandment if he did not know things will happen to um, to threaten our courage, threaten our faith and our belief. So in times of pruning, we are being strengthened. Without pruning, we will snap under the burden. Withdraw. Number three, we should learn to have alone time. We can see that in Luke chapter 5 verse 15, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray alone. This is true for us as well. Amongst everything that life demands, all the appointments, the dinners to cook, the children, the reports to complete for work, the paychecks that we need to earn, the friends that we need to stand by and comfort and celebrate. Amongst all these things, sometimes we need to withdraw. And withdrawing might mean a weekend away by yourself. It's possible if you can afford to rent a hotel room or stay in church or yes staying in church by yourself it might also mean um 30 minutes on a weekend where you just stay alone in a room and read a book and take deep breaths and relax it's okay it's really okay the work and family and friends and all of this will still be okay for that 30 minutes without you 
amidst all the pampering and rest we should also study that's number four we should study during our self-care time in matthew 22 verse 37 jesus commands us to love god with all our hearts with all our soul and all our mind now what does this mean it means that we are to think about our faith to study the, the scriptures and think of the scriptures and what it means to us if we want to hear god's voice then we have to know bible we have to know his words we have to know what he sounds like and we can't know that if we don't study the bible his words are one way that he will speak to us even today right now and the more you know his words the more you will have the words and the stories of others in the Bible to help guide you through your own life. An Old Testament example of why we should study and how it helps. Nehemiah is a part of a two-part series in the Old Testament. Nehemiah himself is a Jewish leader who is able to rebuild the world around Jerusalem. Despite criticism and military attacks, he does this brilliantly with confidence. And he does this because... He's, he knows, he has confidence that God will see him through. His confidence comes from the fact that he knows the scriptures and he knows the promises of God. Now, if you don't know the promises of God, knowledge is power. Do not be deceived. If you do not know, you cannot be and you cannot do. Man is restricted by how much he knows. So we should endeavor to know God's word, know his instructions so that we can live out his promises. Number five is prayer. Prayer is part of self-care. It is not just thanking God and asking him for things. Prayer helps us align our wills, our actions, our lives with what God wants. It is also a practice of self-care. Jesus consistently withdrew from everybody else to pray. He constantly was in contact with God and it allowed him to move confidently in line with God's will. It is significant in the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus prays, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. So we are willing to accept God's will, even if it is contrary to us. We know that God's will for us is the best and he has our best interest at heart. Number six is sleep. Make sure that you get enough sleep. Jesus slept even in the middle of a furious storm at sea. You can make time to get enough sleep in your life. It is necessary. Sleep um, is required for us for about 8 to 9 hours every single day. So we should try to get enough sleep. Number seven is exercise. First Corinthians 16, 19 tells us that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. And we know that exercise helps to boost our moods, helps you to live longer, have a healthier life. And so it is our responsibilities to take care of your temple. If you don't have time, you can combine exercise with study, withdrawal and prayer by listening to a sermon or Bible passage on your phone while taking a walk, while jogging, or while exercising. Number eight, have girls' night out. Have dinner parties. Enjoy the company of your friends and family. Mark 12 verse 31 tells us to love our neighbors as ourselves. Part of loving your neighbor is actually spending time with them. This doesn't just mean volunteering. It also means eating together with people, eating from the same plate if you, if you, if you will. It means taking time to spend with people that we love and people that enjoy our company. And number nine, finally, 
love yourself do you love yourself ask yourself that question do you love yourself i mean if the bible tells us to be kind to be loving to be patient to endure to overlook others differences we are to love our neighbors as ourselves can we do all these things for ourselves can we be patient with ourselves and love ourselves you are a beautiful and beloved child of god so live that truth don't let the devil manipulate your mind and put thoughts in your mind that okay you're not good enough or God is offended with you or this 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 take out time to show love to yourself love yourself at all times so thank you all so much for joining in on today's podcast I hope you were able to learn a thing or two if you don't take anything else from this podcast one thing you should take away is that self-care as a Christian is very important and we should try endeavor to practice it thank you so much I'll see you on the next podcast